I'm always perceived as the cancer girl. But there's so much more about me that came on before cancer. There was 30 years of life before cancer. Much more about me than a disease or about my health. There are many interests in my life that is not related to cancer at all. I want to explore that further still. I still have life ahead. I want to enjoy and continue and and um, find out about. It's a blur since they told me about it. How the darkness had taken its toll. And they cut into my skin and they cut into my body. But they will never get a piece of my Last week on Asian Threads, we began exploring Ray Lung's personal transformation. How these last seven years, she has been battling with a very serious form of lung cancer. Today, we'll continue to focus on Ray's cancer story, looking at what she's done to spread awareness about the issue, and how she manages to stay so positive despite all the changes in her life. Asian Threads. Spinning the tales of Asian communities and cultures, their personal accounts, their history, and their literature. This program is sponsored by the Wing Foundation. One of the awareness projects that Ray worked on was something called the C word. I asked her more about this. The C word was exactly the effort I wanted to make to let people know what it's like to go through cancer. And it's also a a method of expression, especially for the young people, young adults and uh, adolescents going through cancer, a way of expression so that we can put it in our own heads or process it in our own heads, how we're dealing with this in through communication of art, of um, creative means. So it was a series of workshops that I worked with uh, Youth Arts Foundation, YAF, in Hong Kong. I went to them and it was a series of workshops first working with inviting other young people dealing with cancer, doing creative arts and coming up with poetry even in both English and Chinese in Hong Kong and then using these artwork and words that we've come up with, putting it into an exhibition 
And then also we created a video featuring myself and two other young adults going through cancer. This, these components all came together in, uh, in an exhibition that happened in 2010 at Artistry. And, um, it was, I'm still very thankful for the attention that it gained. And that was the beginning of this journey, I feel, of raising awareness with young people in Hong Kong. Let's play out an excerpt from Ray's C-Word video to give you an idea of where her life was back in 2008. She starts out by talking to Sophia, another young cancer patient, much like herself. Hi, my name is Sophia. I'm 18 years old and I've been living with leukemia since the age of 10. When I first found out, I actually didn't feel that much because I was only 10, so when I heard um, leukemia, the word leukemia, I didn't actually understand what it was. So I, in my head I was thinking, oh, it's something, maybe it's something like a flu or something that can, will be okay after several weeks. There was one time, I think, the needle wasn't placed properly, so the medicine actually, I think, it kind of leaked out of the vein and started attacking the area around it and that's, that really hurt. Like within seconds of the injection I could feel the pain already so I knew something was wrong. But luckily it, it wasn't too bad so it was only like a really small area around here. But then it, it basically damaged all the skin and nerves surrounding the area. Okay, uh, side effects would sometimes come within a few minutes or a few hours. Um, it was hard to predict. Sometimes I would be fine one moment and then not being able to stand up the next. And I think one of the worst feelings was feeling cold when I had a really high fever because no matter how many blankets I used, it didn't really help. I just like kept shivering and most of the time I ended up not being able to sleep because of that. I think pain wasn't the worst of the side effects. Just the feeling of being tired all the time, the feeling of helplessness was the most frustrating for me. Two weeks ago, I went in for a routine PET scan and found out that my tumors were growing again. And it feels like I'm back to square one. I had to decide what to do next to process all that information all the uncertainty and endless statistics. And quickly. My Chinese doctor suggests I don't go through chemotherapy. But my oncologist tells me I have no choice. Whom do I believe? It's been very tough on my family to go through it all again. I wish it was me. Uh, most, most. As soon as I heard when the first operation, which was so sudden, in 2007, I did wish it was me. But then, I think Ray taught me a lot of things in life. Not me teaching her, but she taught me a lot of things. And so, as long as she is of that mind, I would go along with her. And that is the hardest thing to do. 
tried everything else, juicing vegetables and fruits, adding supplements like spirulina, bee pollen, natural herbal supplements such as mushroom extract, propolis from beehives, herbal tea from native Indian formula, Chinese herbs which I still take now. I'm just tired of it all, defeated. I feel trapped. And nothing seems to be controlling the cancer 100%. So chemo is the best option, for now. And on June 8th, 2010, I will go into hospital for the first course of treatment. That was about four or five years ago. Since then, things have changed drastically. Not just the progression of the disease, but also Ray's attitude. She's in good spirits and has become much more reflective about her life. She made it through the surgery fine. They said they caught it just in time. But they had to take more than they planned. And now it's four smiles and baggy shirts. Had what the cancer took from her And she just wants to feel like a woman again Ray, why do we get cancer? It's a good question why we get cancer. The more I think of it, in my case, I feel it's been about me harboring a lot of negative feelings. Guilt about unspoken expressions, things that I've wanted to say in retaliation to accusations, to arguments, where I've kept silent. I have I had harbored these thoughts and kept it inside me, and I have just felt that was one way of gathering too much angst anxiety, anger, disappointment, and not talking about it or working through the pain. In the last few years, I've definitely felt that this has contributed to a physical thing, matter, labeled cancer. Do I understand correctly then that for the first 30 years of your life, this was your personality and... It translated to a physical form, perhaps? Or contributed? Yes, contributed, I would think. Because we are taught in society to be polite, to be pleasant, to be happy, and not always be confrontational. Depending on the the upbringing that you've had, or depending on the society and environment, even workplace that you find yourself People are different, definitely. Some are just more expressive. Others are more conservative in how much they they give out, they let on. So I think that for many years in my life, I have tried to, very hard to be polite and not deal with a lot of issues that I have inside. 
and not go through or break down or analyze why I go through the negative emotions such as guilt, anxiety, or regret. Um, but I think that mentally does contribute to cancer. And how has that aspect of your personality changed? Do you now unleash, give it as it is? <laughs> Certainly in this last year, I have felt a change in that respect. I want to be more vocal. I want to rediscover the inner me again. I want to find my inner voice because I felt that I went mute for a few years, for a good few years. So I'd like to find that voice again and be expressive and scream out loud if I have to in an unhappy situation uh, with people that I'm not happy with or with behavior that that is um, confronting or combative towards me. I'd like to fight back is how I'm feeling, yes. So what is your advice then to people out there? There's so many, maybe all of us, you know, everybody has anxiety, stress, whether it's work, family, personal situations, whatever. But there are many, many of us who sweep things under the rug, mm. pretend like it doesn't exist, right? Let's not create confrontation with the next person. What's your advice? I would first work at the roots that we do need to be more patient. That is another or actually the number one lesson I've learned from my cancer journey is to be more patient with life, with people, with myself. And when that comes around, after we have achieved that as a priority, we will then see what we really want to deal with, what really bothers us. And if it does infringe on our lifestyle or life in any way, then speak our minds. Do something about it. If it's not in our behavior or in our communication, then do something about it in changing ourselves. Or I just would not ignore myself or ignore what's happening around it. Yes, I don't think ignoring is the way to go. I think doing, being active is making the effort, making the change. So you're obviously, uh, you have a very positive outlook and that's great. Mm -hmm. Do you think, because I know this has been discussed a lot, that positivity really pushes against whatever it is that is inside of you, fighting you? You mean, is that the driving force? Yes, very much so. The driving force, yes, is in the head of every patient. I think that's even the stronger medication treatment that any person dealing with cancer or any long-term disease can have. The best cure we can give ourselves is inner strength. It's the strength that we build from inside. The determination to go through each hurdle, to tell ourselves this is another challenge that we will go through and we will make it. This is not the end. We still have the strength 
to go on. And do you think that it, it you know, for many patients like yourself, if they if they don't have that outlook, if they give into it, they become more susceptible. I do. I believe in it. Why do you believe in that? It's the mind. The mind is the strongest tool. I feel. It's stronger than medicine. I feel. In conjunction with science that can offer us, the mind will take us to the next level. The mind is what it takes to break down physical challenges. It might be esoteric to many, but I do believe it's not just about the pill you take, the shot, the treatment. It's about what you want inside. What we face and what we, the battle that we decide to take on. I think that is, I can't put it into percentage, but that is a big, big part of dealing with a long-term disease. Yes. What about some of the the things that have permanently changed in your life? Things that you never thought when you were a young girl. You know, you looked ahead of you. You thought maybe one day you'd be a mother. You know, those kinds of things that have changed. Can you tell us about some of those? Definitely. The so many things have changed. Did I ever put my life on a timeline that some people do at 25 there will be finishing school or college and then at X age it will be marriage and then babies and then mortgage and not for me I never saw my life panning out like that. I think that's just part of my personality not to plan by age as a milestone. Um I'm just lucky not to think that there's a checklist of things I want to do. So it's very much a go with the flow um approach that I have. But what has changed or what I've accepted for example in the last few years of the f- the first part of being 30 30 something and now later is seeing witnessing all my female friends going through marriage going through motherhood being a parent second time third time round now now is the time that I've accepted that I won't be a mother and I accept that with not much concern or not much regret um i do see that many women want to be mothers very much so and i respect that i just don't have that same deep level of desire as some women do <clears throat> do you think that's because it it's an understanding or a realization of your situation or is that the brave you hmm. um I think it's a combination of all of it. Yes. I love children. I love playing with them. I'm looking forward to being an auntie because my sister is about to have a child. But the fact that I won't have one of my own, I don't have negative feelings about that and I'm thankful for that. It's Ray's positive attitude that keeps her going even today. Dr. Anthony Yim An honorary professor of surgery at the Chinese University of Hong Kong recognizes this full well. Well, I believe Ray's positive attitude has helped her. Although 
is difficult to quantify, but actually that is, there is evidence to show that people who are optimistic have got a better immune function than people who are miserable, and that in terms can have an impact on cancer and maybe even survival. So does Dr. Gaynor, founder of Gaynor Integrative Oncology. He's a clinical professor of medicine at Cornell University. There have been literally hundreds and hundreds of patients that have told me that in retrospect, having had cancer was the single best thing that ever happened to them because they were able to live each day fully, each day peacefully, each day having joy. So sometimes even a difficulty could turn out to be a big blessing. Sally Lowe, the founder of Hong Kong Cancer Fund, believes that positivity is exactly what keeps cancer patients alive for the long term. Since I started the Cancer Fund 22 years ago, I mean, cancer was a taboo subject. Now it is openly spoken about. It's no longer thought as a death sentence. I should think 85% of our English-speaking group have said that, you know, they were told that they were terminally ill. And they're still with us, you know, and most of them have been with me 10 years. The sad thing is that once you sow a bad seed and take away people's hope, they feel hopeless, mm. and it takes a long time to change that mindset. Right. And, you know, the doctors do not know. They cannot tell. Everybody copes differently. Everyone is unique and has that healing power within them. She said, I don't think I can do this Ray has dealt with so much, and she's really come a long way. I asked her if there was anything actually gratifying about her disease, if there could be such a thing. I feel like I have lived life over and over and over again. Many times I feel I was very close, but I bounce back. I live with gratitude. I wake up and I'm happy and smiling and think, it's another day, and it's great if there's sunshine in Hong Kong. <laughs> And just be thankful that there's another day to look forward to. Yes, there are days when that's not the case, when it's been very grim, with pain, discomfort all over the body. That happens. But now I'm at a stage where, where it's just all very pleasant and comfortable. When I started the story last week, I said that Ray had been diagnosed with just one year to live. But it's been seven years and she's still fighting strong. The truth is, though, that she doesn't necessarily like to think of her journey as a fight. Yes, there's confrontation in life everywhere we go. But when I look at cancer, I don't want to think of it as a battle because that puts us in a combative mode every day. That creates too much stress, too much anxiety. Just to psych ourselves up for a fight... Every day, 
then we're constantly struggling. And I don't feel I'm struggling at all. I feel I've recovered my life over and over, and it will go on like this. I just don't see it as a battle. It's an existence, and I want to review it and see the future as well as something peaceful and calm and not constantly in battling gear or in armor or armed with weapons. That's not how I see my life, and I think that's where pain can creep in and and negative stressful signals can and can come in and that's when the physical side can also be affected it's a blur since they told me about it how the darkness had taken its toll and they cut into my skin and they cut into my body but they will never get a piece of my Asian Threads is sponsored by the Wing Foundation. 